Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC talent show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Wikipedia page for Louisiana Voodoo, part two of two. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. And I'm Victor Varnado, KSN, reminding you all to subscribe. That's right, everybody. Subscribe so that you can learn more about religions. Yes, religions are probably one of our favorite things to learn about when it comes to, you know, the category of religion specifically. That's true, because I otherwise find religion kind of boring. I would say that I think religion is interesting. However, it's probably not for me unless it's my own church. The church of Victor Varnado KSN? No, I would probably start the church under a different name. Um, Like Dynamo Kingdom. Dynamo Kingdom. Oh, yeah, we've talked about this. Anyway, let's jump in, and we'll be starting with practices, and we'll be jumping around a lot. So if you're interested, read the rest of the article yourself. Practices. There are four phases to a voodoo ritual, all identifiable by the song being sung. Preparation, invocation, possession, and farewell. The songs are used to open the gate between the deities and the human world and invite the spirits to possess someone. The rituals of Louisiana voodoo are based on African traditions that have absorbed various Christian and especially Roman Catholic influences. Reflecting this Roman Catholic influence, some recorded ceremonies have, for instance, begun with the recitation of the Apostles' Creed and prayers to the Virgin Mary. It has been claimed that St. John's Eve, 23rd of June, has particular significance in Louisiana voodoo, with big celebrations on this date, has taken place on the shores 
of Lake Pontecharchain. During the 19th century, some 21st century voodoo congregations continue to celebrate on St. John's Eve. Others, such as Osby, reject the idea that St. John's Eve is important in Louisiana voodoo. Various contemporary practitioners celebrate All Saints Day, the 1st of November, which they, following Haitian voodoo, link with the Iwa Gidi. In the 21st century, various voodoo groups wear white clothing for their ceremonies. Influenced by Haitian voodoo, those assembled may dance around a central post, the potomin. Patterned flags called drapos may be brought out while songs are sung in Haitian Creole. Drawings called veve may be made on the floor to invoke the spirits. Offerings will be given to the spirits. Contemporary voodoo rites often entail calling spirits to enter the body of a practitioner through which they can heal or confer blessings. The possessed individual will be called the horse. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. You're the horse. I like horses. Practitioners sometimes performed rituals to deal with specific issues. In August 1995, voodoo practitioners held a ritual in the Bywater area of New Orleans to try to drive away crack cocaine abuse, burglaries, prostitution, and assaults. While in 2001, the priestess Ava K. Jones performed a rite to drive harmful spirits away from the New Orleans Saints football team in the hope of improving their performance. Wow. (laughs) You guys guys are so bad, they called in a voodoo priestess. And coincidentally, this is airing today is the Super Bowl, and we're talking about football. Look at that. Oh, wow. They're not in the Super Bowl. The New Orleans Saints? Oh, well, still... I'm only saying that because I'm assuming that if a voodoo priestess was like, it's down to me to make these guys better, I'm assuming they are not very good. I think that's a fair assumption. Grigri and healing. Charms created to either harm or help are called grigri. A common charm for protection or luck would consist of material wrapped up in red flannel and worn around the neck. Touchstone believed that grigri that caused actual harm did so either through the power of suggestion or by the fact they contained poisons to which the victim was exposed. One example of a voodoo curse was to place an object inside the pillow of the victim. Another involves placing a coffin, sometimes a small model, sometimes much larger, inscribed with the victim's name on their doorstep. In other instances, voodoo practitioners sought to hex others by placing black crosses, salt, or mixtures incorporating mustard, lizards, bones, oil, and grave dust on a victim's doorstep. To counter these hexes, some people cleaned their doorstep or sprinkled it with powdered brick. Despite its name, the idea of the voodoo doll has little to do with either Louisiana voodoo or Haitian voodoo. It derives from the European tradition of poppets. It is possible that the act of inserting pins into a human-shaped doll to cause harm was erroneously linked to African-derived traditions due to a misunderstanding of the Inkisi Inkandi of Bakongo region. Healing plays a prominent role in 21st century Louisiana voodoo. Various shops called botanicas exist in New Orleans to sell herbs and other material for use in these preparations. Glassman has produced her own New Orleans voodoo tarot, a tarot card set for use in divination. Wiki listeners, you can support us by listening to this message. 
while you strive for divination. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Thanks for listening to that message, everybody. I don't know exactly what Glassman is. Did we talk about Glassman before? I don't remember. Sometimes they just throw facts in there and just you just don't know where they're from. I mean, everything in Wikipedia isn't perfect. Surprise. But... Well, that's what wiki holds are for. Indeed. History. French and Spanish Louisiana. Much mystery surrounds the origins of Louisiana voodoo, with its history often being embellished with legend. French settlers arrived in Louisiana in 1699, with the first enslaved Africans being brought to the colony in 1719. In 1763, the Spanish Empire took control and remained in power until 1803. The religions of the West African slaves combined with elements of the folk Catholicism practiced by the dominant French and Spanish colonists to provide the origins of Louisiana voodoo. Under the French and Spanish colonial governments, voodoo did not experience strong persecution. There are no records of the Roman Catholic Church waging anti-superstition campaigns against the religion in Louisiana. All of the West African groups contributed to the development of Louisiana voodoo. Their knowledge of herbs, poisons, and the ritual creation of charms and amulets intended to protect oneself or harm others became key elements of Louisiana voodoo. During the French colonial period, around 80% of the enslaved Africans brought to Louisiana were from the Bambara people of the Senegal River Basin. Most of the other 20% were Congolese, with a few from Dahomey. After the Spanish took control, increasing numbers of slaves were imported from the Congo, ensuring a Congolization of New Orleans' African-American community. That was in quotes, so someone else came up with the word Congolization. So, you know. That's incredibly interesting. Like, I want to learn more. Well, you can click on the little blue citation things and get started. I think I'm going to. Thanks, Fandrich, 2007, page 786. The enslaved community quickly outnumbered white European colonists who emigrated there. The French colony was not a stable society when the enslaved sub-Saharan Africans arrived, and the newly arrived sub-Saharan Africans dominated the slave community. According to a census of 1731 to 1732, the ratio of enslaved sub-Saharan Africans to European settlers was more than two to one. A relatively small number of colonists were planters and slaveholders, owners of sugar plantations with work that required large labor forces. Because the Africans were held in large groups relatively isolated from interaction with whites, their preservation of African indigenous practices and culture was enabled. 
In northern Louisiana and other European colonies in the American South, enslaved families were usually divided. Large numbers of African slaves who were once closely related by family or community were sent to different plantations. However, in southern Louisiana, families, cultures, and languages were kept more intact than in the north. This allowed the cultural traditions, languages, and religious practices of the enslaved to continue there. Under the French Code and the influence of Catholicism, officials nominally recognized family groups prohibiting the sale of slave children away from their families if younger than age 14. They promoted the man-made legend of Wake Tuco. Clarification needed. Of the enslaved population. The high mortality of the slave trade brought its survivors together with a sense of solidarity and initiation. The absence of fragmentation in the enslaved community, along with the kinship system produced by the bond created by the difficulties of slavery, resulted in a coherent, functional, well-integrated, autonomous, and self-confident enslaved community. That was also a quote. I'm guessing that was not written by a black person. What makes you say that? Um, because it, it describes a slave community as a coherent, functional, well-integrated, autonomous, and self-confident enslaved community. Fair enough. Um, I'm looking up the citation to see who this author is. Gwendolyn Midlow Hall. <laughs> it could go either way. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, she's white. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah, a self-confident, enslaved community. She sure said it. The practice of making and wearing charms and amulets for protection, healing, or the harm of others was a key aspect to early Louisiana voodoo. The uanga, a charm used to poison an enemy, contained the toxic roots of the figuier modit tree, brought from Africa and preserved in Louisiana. The ground-up root was combined with other elements, such as bones, nails, roots, holy water, holy candles, holy incense, holy bread, or crucifixes. Not holy. The administrator of the ritual frequently evoked protection from Jehovah and Jesus Christ. Aren't they the same person? Um, let's see. No. Oh. Oh, it's a Latinization of Adonai? Weird. That's like Hebrew. That is like, it is literally Hebrew. The openness of African belief allowed for the adoption of Catholic practices into Louisiana voodoo. Another element brought from West Africa was the veneration of ancestors and the subsequent emphasis on respect for elders. For this reason, the rate of survival among elderly enslaved peoples was high, further Africanizing Louisiana Creole culture. Records of African traditional religious practices being practiced in Louisiana go back to the 1730s when Antoine Simon Lepage Duprats wrote about the use of Grigri. Prominent figures. Free women of color dominated the leadership of voodoo in New Orleans during the 19th century. They made a living through the selling and administering of amulets, or grigri charms, and magical powers, as well as spells and charms that guaranteed to, quote, cure ailments, grant desires, and confound or destroy one's enemies. As in other French colonial communities, a class of free people of color developed who were given 
specific rights and, in New Orleans, acquired property and education, free women of color had a relatively high amount of influence, particularly those who were spiritual leaders. Among the 15 voodoo queens in neighborhoods scattered around the 19th century New Orleans, Marie Laveau was known as the voodoo queen, the most eminent and powerful of them all. Her religious rite on the shore of Lake Pontchartrain on St. John's Eve in 1874 attracted some 12,000 black and white New Orleans. Although her health seemed non-discriminatory, she may have favored enslaved servants. Her most influential affluent customers, runaway slaves, credited their successful escapes to Laveau's powerful charms. Both her mother and grandmother had practiced voodoo. She was also baptized a Roman Catholic and attended mass throughout her life. Interesting. Laveau worked as a hairdresser, but also assisted others with the preparation of herbal remedies and charms. She died in 1881. Her influence continues in the city. In the 21st century, her gravesite in the oldest cemetery is a major tourist attraction. Believers of voodoo offer gifts here and pray to her spirit. Across the street from the cemetery where Laveau is buried, offerings of pound cake are left to the statue of Saint Expedite. These offerings are believed to expedite the favors asked of the voodoo queen. Saint Expedite represents the spirit standing between life and death. The chapel where the statue stands were once used only for holding funerals. Marie Laveau continues to be a central figure of Louisiana voodoo and of New Orleans culture. Gamblers shout her name when throwing dice, and multiple tales of sightings of the voodoo queen have been told. Another of the most prominent practitioners of the mid-19th century was Jean Montaigne, or Dr. Jean, a free black man who sold cures and other material to various clients, amassing sufficient funds to purchase several slaves. He alleged that he was a prince from Senegal who had been taken to Cuba and there freed before coming to Louisiana. And that's where we're going to end it for today, but there's a lot more really interesting information on this article. Uh, yes, there's lots of cool voodoo stuff. So if you figure out, you know, how to make a zombie or something, please let us know. Yeah, please. This has been the Wikipedia page for Louisiana Voodoo, part two of two. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten, except for X, which is at wiki underscore listen. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. Check us out on YouTube for more content. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your new knowledge. If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, let us know. We will read it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.